Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome back to Jet Press Podcast. My name is Justin Freed. I'm joined as always by my man, Mike Luciano. Mike, how are you coping? How are you dealing with everything going on? What's what's up? How you doing, buddy? I'm a big fan of the show The Twilight Zone with Rod Serling as the host. If he made an episode where a team who can never get quarterback right for 40 years gets Aaron Rodgers... And loses him in the time length that it takes an episode of your favorite TV show to run, possibly forever, it can affect your day-to-day mindset. So that's kind of how I'm feeling generally about this football team. So so pretty good. So pretty, pretty I, that's yeah. one way to that's one way, sure. Yeah. It is just now hitting me that we're not gonna be able to say that we're feeling good because Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback, and that makes me really sad. I said that right. for four months in the offseason. <laughs> I know. Hey, he is still a member of this team. He is still our quarterback. <laughs> anyway, we got a lot planned for today. We're Two talking second all round about picks for a freaking water guy. Give everybody Gatorade. Okay, we're, we're going to talk all about everything going on with Aaron Rodgers. The latest with him and anything. You know, honestly, we're going to talk a lot about what the Jets can do at the quarterback position because at the time of recording, who knows? You know, knowing this show, maybe it'll happen during the recording. But as of right now. There's no, they have not made any signing. Nothing has happened. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our expectations for Zach Wilson, what they might be. And we're going to also preview the upcoming game against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. And we will be joined by a little special guest of ours, uh, Jerry Trotta from the Landry Hat, our sister site with Fanside. We'll be joined by him a little later in the show. But first, Mike, you got a little message for the folks at home. And I suggest that people listen in because this, I, look, candidly, this is an amazing deal. You should listen. Oh, absolutely. You're losing money for not doing this. 
So Jets fans, Points Bet Sportsbook is running a new betting promo until the end of the week. New users can sign up and place a $50 bet to get a $150 jersey credit from Fanatics.com. Even if the pet loses, you'll still be able to get yourself a new Jets jersey to kick off the season. So you spend 50 bucks, you get 150 in value no matter what, and you could win your bet. An amazing deal. All you got to do is go to bit.ly forward slash JP Jersey. That's the URL. Or by scanning the little QR code in the bottom right corner of the screen if you're watching on YouTube. You can go and get it down there. Or you can click the link in the description. Sign up through PointsBet through our link and receive your free jersey credit. That is bit.ly forward slash JP Jersey. This offer is only available till the end of the week, so you got to get it quick. Offer available only to new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in valid gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly and check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. What now then, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, TikTok, wherever it is that you get your podcast and you want to look at Jets content, we are all over there. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you leave us a review on Apple. Again, not for our egos. It's for business strictly. Pump us up those review charts. So thank you guys for all you do to support the show. Now let's get sad. Let's go and be sad, boys, because Aaron Rodgers' career with the Jets could possibly be over after four plays. His season certainly is over. That's confirmed after four plays. Uh, Now, the Achilles injury, for those that don't know, because I know when you hear words like Achilles and ACL, they all sound very scary. I mean, the Achilles might be the scariest of them all because – it really impacts your strength, your lateral mobility, your overall quickness. For any quarterback, that's a problem. Even though this isn't on Rodgers' push-off leg, it's on his plant leg. Even though there's that, I, what was Rodgers, one of his greatest strengths in his career? It was mobility. It was extending plays. It's already going to be limited because of age, because of father time. And now he's got this. So even if Aaron Rodgers comes back in 2024, which, as Justin, I think you'll acknowledge, is by no means guaranteed. The Jets went from their quarterback situation being locked down for two years at least, maybe three, to now after four plays, same old Jets and Zach Wilson and the same old narratives that you've heard for years and years and years. I I have a feeling that this show is going to go in the direction of me being the optimist that pushes back on your obvious and I'd say well-deserved pessimism because – this sucks. Like we, we reacted to it live on Monday night. Obviously we were still kind of riding a little bit of an emotional high from the Jets win, but it sucks. Like there's no way, there's no way around it. Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. The Jets have a Super Bowl caliber roster, a, a coaching staff that I think has done a phenomenal job. And obviously it seems they have the right regime in place. And we thought they had the quarterback. And now, unfortunately, after four plays, they don't. And we are seemingly back in the same position we were last year. And that sucks. There's no way around it. That said... I'm going to try and push forwards with some optimism. So let's first talk about Aaron Rodgers' future and what this might mean for him, what it means for the Jets. Uh, Robert Sala spoke today to reporters, and he did admit that he has not spoken to Rodgers about his his future yet. That is a conversation for a later date, understandably. There are more important things right now at play. But from his perspective, what Robert Sala believes – is that this is not the last we've seen of Aaron Rodgers with the New York Jets in the NFL. And it seems to be that those close to him are sharing a similar sentiment. Now, that's likely just their opinion on it. That's likely not words from Aaron Rodgers itself, uh, himself. But we've seen people like Pat McAfee, former teammate A.J. Hawk. We've seen Robert Sala. 
A lot of people who know Rodgers very well have come out and said that they don't believe this will be the last we see of Aaron Rodgers. And I will offer that same optimistic sentiment that I don't think this is the last we've seen of Aaron Rodgers. I believe that he will play again in 2024. Of course, who knows when we'll know that. Knowing Aaron Rodgers, we might wait eight months before we know that. Who the hell knows? Uh, But I do believe that he will return next season. And I want to offer some sense of optimism with the Achilles injury because obviously Achilles injuries are brutal. They are brutal for any professional athlete, specifically football players, because it really does affect your your mobility and your, your change of direction, your acceleration. It's tough to come back from it. However, there is a much stronger track record of quarterbacks returning from Achilles injuries than there is other positions like a running back. I mean, I know we've seen someone like Cam Akers return after six months after tearing his Achilles, which that's kind of that's nuts that he did that. Uh, but it's less harmful for quarterbacks, especially like you said, like you said, when it is that plant leg and not the leg that you're pushing off of. Dan Marino tore his Achilles in 1993, and I think it was week six, came back and started all 16 games the next season. Of course, former Jet, Vinny Testaverde, tore his Achilles in week one. He came back and played every game the next season as well, and he played until he was 44. Uh, so it's not like this is necessarily a death sentence. Obviously, it, for a player who is already contemplating retirement this offseason, it's not ideal, right? Aaron Rodgers is going to turn 40 this year. He'll turn 41 in December of 2024. So there is justified uncertainty. But I think the amount that Aaron Rodgers has poured into this organization this offseason, the amount of energy he has invested into the Jets organization, I would be very surprised if he just called it quits and walked away after four snaps, especially given how it ended. I don't think this is how he wants his career to end. I don't think this is how he wants his chapter with the Jets to end. I think he'll be back next season. Sometimes you don't get to pick when your chapter ends, as hard as that sounds. I mean... And, and again, like I know Aaron Rodgers, if anybody deserves to write their own ending, it's him. But sometimes these things happen. Uh, I want to offer, again, a little pushback on the Marino-Testaverde things in that both Dan Marino and Vinny Testaverde, I mean, they might be two of the slowest players in NFL history. They, they've made their career being statues and still being able to fire around. Part of what made Rodgers so great was running, escaping, making plays on the move, like even in last year, that's a huge part of his game, and that's probably why the Jets were still confident in him overcoming the offensive line issues. Was he's such a great pocket maneuver? He's so great out of structure when plays break down. You really have to wonder: is he gonna is he gonna be able to do that? And now I know Testaverde tore his Achilles when he was older too, but I think Dan Marino was like thirty two. Yeah, when he tore was, his Achilles. and even yeah, he was, Dan Marino actually, if you listen to. Uh, he was on a podcast, both on Stacking the Box and uh, Kevin Clark's new podcast, where he basically said after he tore his Achilles, he basically had to wear his left foot, I think it was his left, in a boot for the rest of his career, almost like a high heel, because he couldn't get proper like support and mobility on it again. So that And that was Dan Marino, who didn't really move around a ton. So, And, and then you get Rodgers, who's, again, every, everybody's Achilles heals differently. Age 40 with an Achilles here's my biggest concern. And I mentioned this to Justin earlier, like before we started the show, it's the nightmare scenario, but you know what? The nightmare already came true before. So this is not, this is something you got to worry about. What if he comes back? Cause again, he's not going to have to play in the preseason. It's like a nine, 12 month recovery. So he's going to, if he comes back, he's going to go with minimal live game reps and he's terrible. Like end of Peyton Manning, terrible. Is there a part of me? Am I a bad Jets fan for saying like, is it almost time to just go? All right, that didn't work. Somebody else. I mean, you have to start thinking like that. That no quarterback that old got hurt like that 
and will be trusted to leave a team, lead a team to a Super Bowl ever. It would be a completely unprecedented situation in NFL history, meaning the Jets would be operating almost wholly on faith and belief and dreams, which is not how I want to build my football team in the future. I think it's that's an understandable sentiment uh, to have some questions about, obviously, Rodgers coming back and how effective he would be. I will say either way, they're stuck with him. If he wants to play next season, there really is no way they can get out of his contract and say, no, we don't want you. Like, I don't think any team would really trade for him. And I, I, the Jets, if Aaron Rodgers wants to play next year, Aaron Rodgers will be the Jets quarterback in 2024. I understand the the potential hesitation, but that's, that's going to be the scenario. Um, I'll also say this too. One, the Marino injury happened 30 years ago. We've advanced a lot with technology and medicine since then. I have faith that that wouldn't be the, the case now. I mean, Cam Akers returned from a, a torn Achilles after six months, and he's a running back. That is, is a lot also, just got benched in week one. Well, Cam, Kyler Williams. For being honest, was Cam Akers ever that great? Uh, so, like, of course, he was. But. <laughs> yeah, but in the NFL, was he ever that great? No offense yeah. to Cam Akers. This isn't meant to take shots at him, obviously. Uh, but I think that we've come a long way with, with technology and medicine that – I'm not so sure he won't be back in time for, for I don't know if they play him in a preseason, but to get some reps in in training camp. I'm not sure he wouldn't be back by, by you know, maybe not 100%, but at least practicing limitedly by June, July. I, I think that's very feasible. He tore his Achilles in September. We've seen guys with torn Achilles return much sooner than that, uh, much sooner than a, a nine, 10 month recovery. So I obviously it's a, it's a different scenario. He's 40 years old, but that's kind of <laughs> Brian and Chat pointing out as soon as Rogers. I had to read this. This is funny. As soon as Rogers hears you say medicine and technology is advanced. Yeah, I did see uh, patchouli oil on that thing and doing all I, sorts of. I did see a, a, um, a tweet or what Salah said today was that Rogers was evaluating all of his options when it comes to like he's not getting surgery yet. He's evaluating his options. And I'm like, please just get the surgery, man. Like, just you to get surgery? No, I went down to Uruguay to talk to tribal elders. Yeah, I mean, whatever. surgery. I said this after the uh, after the the injury happened during the game. I was like, whoever did Brees Hall's knee, whoever redid his knee, get them on Rodgers because that man clearly did a good job, or that woman, whoever it was, that person did a very good job. Um, but I, I, I will say this again: not only have we come a long way with medicine and technology, but Aaron Rodgers, even though Dan Marino was obviously always a statue, that doesn't mean he still wasn't an effective quarterback after the injury. And I believe that could absolutely still be the case with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think we're going to get peak, peak physical condition Aaron Rodgers again. I'm not sure we would have even gotten that this season. But he could still be a very, very effective quarterback. And I think even if he's what he was his last year in Green Bay, you could absolutely win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers if you have this team. Because this is a damn good roster. This is one of the best rosters in football. We saw that last night, or I should say Monday night. Uh, I think even if he's not Pete Rogers, even if you're not getting a top five quarterback in the NFL anymore, you could still get a really good quarterback and you can still compete for a Super Bowl. So either way, they're going to if he wants to play next season, he will be there. He will be their quarterback. And I have some optimism that he could still play at, at a relatively enough, like a relatively high enough level to allow them to compete because the dude's still Aaron Rodgers, even if he doesn't have the same mobility that he did, which was a part of his game. Mentally, he's still Aaron Rodgers. The arm strength is still Aaron Rodgers. The the anticipation, the touch, that's all still Aaron Rodgers. That's not going away with a torn Achilles. So there's enough optimism for me to believe that he can return in 2024 and still lead this team to the Super Bowl. And I, we didn't talk about this enough on the, the post-game show because there was so much chaos, but this Jets core is still going to be intact next season. The biggest free agents, we're talking guys like Carl Lawson, who, you know, I, I love Carl Lawson, but the Jets have prepared 
for his departure very obviously over the last couple of years. Dwayne Brown, they might have to figure out something with the offensive line. Hopefully, if Mekhi Becton can stay healthy, maybe he solidifies himself as a future starter and you can move him to left tackle. That would be ideal. Um, is, is, I mean, you could potentially rework contracts of like C.J. Mosley, Lake, and Tomlinson, but there's not a ton of super high-profile free agents. Jordan Whitehead's a free agent as well, but they, for the most part, this core is back. This roster is going to be virtually the same next year. So I'm still optimistic about that. Less optimistic about 2023, which we'll probably get into momentarily, but I am optimistic and and feeling good about the odds that Aaron Rodgers returns in 2024 and can still make this Jet team compete for a Super Bowl. Well, no matter what we talk about right now, nothing is going to untear his Achilles. So in the short term, it's Zach Wilson, QB1, and Robert Sala said they're going to sign another quarterback, but that's mostly just for roster and depth reasons. He said very clearly that Zach Wilson, this is his team. He's the starter. We're moving forward with Zach Wilson. And, I mean, nobody wanted this. Zach Wilson probably didn't want this. I mean, he's probably thinking, thank God, I get an easy ride as the backup this year, and then this happens. So nobody wanted this, but this is this is the reality we find ourselves in. Uh, quick question, though, for some of the people who live in and around New York. I, I just moved a little farther away from there. Like, is there like an epidemic of just stupid juice going through the pipes lately? Because all of the takes I've been hearing and seeing – they're the exact same. If I didn't know the dates on the tweets, they could have been said after that horrible Patriots game in his second week of the year. Well, if they don't let Zach Wilson beat them, and if they have a good offensive line, if they get a running game and let the defense do it, it's the exact same things. Three years in a row. Is that not concerning for anybody? Like, again, I know we're not going to see a totally transformed Zach Wilson in one week, but... And again, I'm trying to be optimistic because the roster is good enough to win games. They're not good enough to just bottom out for one of the top quarterbacks and what's still a very deep and really almost historically deep uh, quarterback class in college this year. Like they're going to win some games. I still think the playoffs are a reasonable expectation or at least more likely than not. I think that's fair right now. But the way some of you guys are talking about Zach Wilson, I mean, the last year that was uh, this fan base was unified all against Zach Wilson, which I've never seen. Every time there's been a bad quarterback, a Mark Sanchez, a Sam Darnold, it's always split into all the different stages of coping, you know. Well, if the line was better and fire the offensive coordinator, which are the two hallmarks of, you know, your quarterback sucks and you want to blame somebody else, the offensive coordinator and the offensive line. We still got that. Like, there was – I would say that it was united by the end of the year, but for most of the year, there were still a lot of people defending Zach Wilson. By the end of the year, that Jacksonville game, I mean, everybody said, all right, this is this is the end. And now it's right back, and it seems like everybody, well, you know, maybe if Zach does this and this and this, it's like, like let's be real about Zach Wilson. If he's throwing the ball more than 25 times a game, the Jets are almost 100% losing that game. That's the situation. And I feel bad for Alan Lazard and Garrett Wilson, who are probably eyeing 1,000-yard seasons. Lazard's probably going to have 550 yards by the end of the year with the way that Zach Wilson operates. It's... The playoffs are still reasonable because I like this team too much. I like this defense too much. But let's not try to act like, oh, well, Zach Wilson will just obviously slide in and thrive with Nathaniel Hackett, who had the worst offense in the league last year with Denver. Like, we got to be realistic about how dire the situation is. I think it comes from a place of hope. I think that's what it is. I don't think it's people that are looking at the situation and seeing how Zach Wilson played last year and expect him to be 
automatically infinitely better. But I think it's people that are looking at, hey, Zach Wilson had an entire offseason to learn behind Aaron Rodgers. And he had an entire offseason to reset his mind. And genuinely, I think he looked a lot more confident this summer. He seemed like his psyche was kind of reset uh, after a, you know, an incredibly difficult second season in the NFL because it was it was bad for him last year. Like not just on the field, like mentally he was broken. We've said that many times. He was mentally broken. And I also think it comes from people looking at Nathaniel Hackett and saying maybe he's better for Zach Wilson than Michael LaFleur was. And I, I know we were both Michael LaFleur fans, but I think if you look at Monday night and see the way and people, you know, this is this was picked up by the cameras, by the 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 film crew there. After Zach Wilson threw the interception, he went over to the sideline and talked to Nathaniel Hackett. And it almost seemed as though he was surprised by what Hackett said because Hackett gave him words of encouragement. He was like, man, you know, that happens. Put it behind you. Forget about it. Don't think about it. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Go out there and just play football. It seems like it's a very different way than Mike LaFleur handled things last year. Also, Hackett being down on the sideline is a big thing as well because you had Mike LaFleur in, in, the, in the booth last year, and he didn't have that like interpersonal connection where he comes to the sidelines after he makes a bad, he throws a bad pick, and he didn't he didn't have anybody to lean on. It seems like Hackett can be that guy, and hopefully if Aaron Rodgers is on the sidelines at any point again this season, he can be that guy too. I think that's where it comes from. Now I'm not going to kid myself and say that Zach Wilson, that I have any sort of high expectations for Zach Wilson or really any expectations. I do think he'll be better than he was at points last year, but I also believe that he has a really grueling schedule to begin his his second his new stint as a starter. Like playing Dallas and New England back to back weeks, that is that is as, as rough as it and gets. And then the reprieve is you got to go shot for shot with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. and then you get and then Denver, Denver where he always struggles. Denver and then Philly, like it's it is an incredibly grueling start. It would have been a difficult start for Aaron Rodgers. It's an even more impossible situation to put Zach Wilson in. But I do want to get to a couple of comments in chat from James Gibby uh, talking about Zach Wilson and, and also just what are the expectations for the Jets this year? Can they still make the playoffs? James says, am I the only optimistic Jets fan that believes in Zach enough that if our offense as a whole stays healthy, we can still make the playoffs? And then he also followed it up and said, do you think the Jets can make the playoffs with Zach Wilson? I'll be completely honest and say yes. I do believe this Jets team can make the playoffs. They were, and I, I, again, I don't want to be that guy because I, I hate that guy, but the Jets were five and two last year before Brees Hall and Elijah Barrett Tucker got hurt. They were able to grind out wins despite bad quarterback play. It's not easy. They have a harder schedule this year. It will not be easy, but they did just beat the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, it took four turnovers to do it and an overtime punt return, but they did do it. They still beat the Bills. It's not going to be easy. The Jets are going to have to grind out wins. It's it's basically what we were hoping for early last season and mid last season of the rest of the talent on the roster overcoming the bad quarterback play. Because I don't have expectations for Zach Wilson. I hope that he can be competent. I hope that he can be just play, like I people keep throwing him on the word game manager. I manager. I don't think that Zach Wilson is ever going to be a game manager. I just hope that the highs will be more frequent than the lowest like that's kind of all i'm hoping for i'm hoping that the turnovers and the mistakes are less frequent but to answer your question i do believe they can because elijah Vera tucker is back Brees hall is back makai becton is healthy garrett wilson is one of the best receivers in football and this jets defense is top three in the nfl as well they have enough talent to overcome zach wilson if they play perfect it just comes down to how much they can play perfect well also i i keep here five and two five and two well number one they had that browns miracle win where they had like a one percent chance of winning at the end that was one of them well and joe, beat, Fla- joe flacco started that game though. joe flacco and then they beat in order uh mitch trubisky slash kenny pickett skylar thompson 
admittedly Aaron Rodgers, and then the guy who's supposed to save Zach Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. in Denver. Like, and in that Rodgers game, then they had, they had a block punt, right? In they did have a block punt in the Rodgers game, too. Yeah. And I think there was like a – that was also that Brees on a busted play yeah. run earlier, too. Mm-hmm. So there was that in there. So that's different than Dak Prescott and a loaded Cowboys defense, loaded Patriots defense, Patrick Mahomes, loaded Denver defense in Denver, and then probably the best team in the league in the Eagles. That's a, that's a very different setup for Zach Wilson. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, The other thing I'm looking at, too, I want to get Justin's opinion on this, is they're going to sign another quarterback. And I think both me and him, I think more generally than some of the other people are open to them signing a guy who could potentially compete with Zach Wilson, a guy. I mean, we, uh, Jameis Winston has been Justin's big, big free agent, or sorry, he's with the saints, big trade acquisition his big veteran acquisition. I, for some reason, people think Carson Wentz is, you know, Gary Marenghi, who's like the worst quarterback ever. He was with the Bills when they had OJ. I'm pretty sure you've brought him up on the show before. I feel like that's not the first time you mentioned him. He completed like 34% of his passes in his career. I think he's like he the worst quarterback. He's basically Tim Boyle in college, right? Basically, yeah, we're Tim Boyle now. So like <laughs> So, like we both want to sign veteran guys. It seems like the route they're going to go, however, is bring in a vet and just let him kind of babysit Zach Wilson. And I kind of like that theory just at face value. Like, it makes sense. Like, uh, we, they actually discussed Chad Henney. Now, mm-hmm. Chad Henney's retired. He was a backup for Patrick Mahomes. I think he pr- I played a very small part in helping Patrick Mahomes with some little veteran tricks of the trade when he was his backup with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, like, our idea, he could be a good sounding board. This is also kind of reminding me in a bad way, though, of his rookie year 
when they had Flacco and later, and then they brought his own personal quarterback coach and they had LaFleur. And so it's, there's too many directions, too many people telling him what to do at some point. Cause he's going to have Hackett. He's going to have Aaron Rodgers, He's going to have Sala. He's going to have Chad Henney. He may have another outside quarterback guy that he Todd, works with. Todd Downing. Todd Downing. Todd Downing, the passing game coordinator. Like that, that it might just be again the same problem as rookie year, which is he just got too much stuff thrown at him and he got overwhelmed. Like if if they really just want to say, all right, like let Zach do his thing, simplicity might be best. Like it might be rougher at times, which I wouldn't like, but if that's what they want to do, I feel like just sign a guy to be like a honestly just pick a guy above camp to get a third quarterback and roll with Tim Boyle. So that way you could just say, All right, Zach, there's no threat. There's no threat, it's just you. There's no quarterback chirping your hey, when I played three years ago, I did this because this happened. And then he, he gets a little his wires crossed. Like if it's totally house money and you want him to play loose and free, maybe that'll work better. That that is an interesting point that honestly I haven't thought of that bringing in another veteran quarterback to like quote unquote mentor Zach Wilson might not be great because you just have so many voices. How many mentors does one guy need? I, know. You know? <laughs> I do think though that they're more so they're not looking necessarily for a mentor. They're really just looking for somebody who knows the system. That's the vibe that I've gotten. And I could be wrong. Maybe they do go out and they sign Carson Wentz. Maybe they bring back Joe Flacco. You know, obviously he's been here before, but it's a different offensive scheme, although similar to the one Michael Floor ran, but still different enough. Uh, maybe they do go out and they trade for like a Jameis Winston. I don't think they do that now. That would probably be more more towards the deadline. But what I, my guess is that they're going to look to and they're going to prioritize signing someone. I said this on Twitter and I wrote a, a whole slideshow today that came up on the Jet Press. Uh, they're going to prioritize a guy who has played under Nathaniel Hackett and who has experience in his system. Realistically, this, this immensely complicated, amazing system that only Aaron Rodgers can run effectively. That is that is the 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 consensus is that it's a very complex offensive system that took the Aaron Rodgers years to master. Uh, obviously Zach Wilson's only had one off season to deal with it, but hopefully he's learned enough. Uh, it is supposedly a very complex system, which in my mind that leaves you to, that leads me to believe like all of that stuff getting leaked at like, Oh, this is a very complex system. They want to prioritize this. That makes me think that that's the direction they're going. Chad Henney makes sense. Cause of course he spent time in Jacksonville with Nathaniel Hackett. I don't believe he was still the starter there uh by the time that Hackett became the quarterbacks coach but he was still there um like and he was still the backup his starter Blake Bortles is technically out there although Blake Bortles retired I believe last year and he has not played in an NFL game since 2019 he's technically an option um other options Brett Rippon is on I believe the Los Angeles Rams practice squad he could be signed of course Jets fans should be pretty familiar with him he has started three games in the NFL Two of them came against the Jets. Uh, one of them, he put up 37 points against the Jets in 2020, which that, that is. That was the Darnold. Didn't Darnold have like a 60-yard run in that game? Yes, I think so. That was yeah. that year. Yeah, that was that. Like nobody touched him? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was, that was that year. Um, so that was that, that was 2020. Um, but you got Brett Rippon. You got, if they want to make a trade, Josh Johnson is the third string in the Baltimore Ravens. I love Josh Johnson. Obviously, he spent some time with the Jets. He didn't play with the Broncos last year, but he spent the entire summer with them and was on their practice squad for a while. So he knows Nathaniel Hackett's system. Someone who I threw out there as well is Brandon Allen, who I believe is now the third string in San Francisco. Uh, he's most known for being the backup for Joe Burrow for a couple of years, but he was drafted by the Jaguars and he spent his entire rookie year and then that next offseason and summer under Nathaniel Hackett with the Jaguars. So that's another name. I mean, this is not a very inspiring list. Obviously. There's no there's no magic bullet that'll solve everything. No, and there's not going to be because when your quarterback tears his Achilles in week one, good luck finding a good, good replacement. 
I think, and I said this, you know, I've said this numerous times. I said it in the post game show. I've said it on Twitter that uh, Zach Wilson, it, it's, he's going to be the guy. This, this is the Zach Wilson show. The Jets have made that very clear that this is Zach Wilson's time. They're going to give him every opportunity to prove that he should continue to start. I think they're going to prioritize bringing in someone who knows the system already, whether it's Brett Rippon, whether it's Chad Henney, because from their perspective, it is easier to bring in someone like that who already knows the system than to bring in someone like Carson Wentz, who, while he might be better than a Chad Henney and offer a higher ceiling and higher upside, I don't know if they're confident they can teach him the scheme uh, as as you know as quickly as as they should be able to. Uh, I you know I, I don't know why they wouldn't be able to just simplify some things. That's what I would. That's that's something I would throw out there. Like, hey, maybe he doesn't need to know 100 of everything, but you can simplify some some schemes. He doesn't. You don't have to throw every single look out there for him immediately. But that's where I think they're going with it. I think that's what they're going to do. And I don't know, man. I, I think they can win with Zach Wilson. They just need to play perfect. They need to play perfect around him. Before we go to our uh, next segment, talk some Cowboys. Uh, Carlos in chat says, do we think Zach Wilson can put it together and play like a number two pick? I mean, let's have him play like a fourth round pick before we get to number two pick. I mean, baby steps here. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I don't know if he's <laughs> – that would be a dream. Look, if we're going eternal optimist here, we're talking Cinderella story. We're talking Zach Wilson somehow leads the Jets to the playoffs and actually revitalizes his career. I just want him to play confident football, like comp- competent football. That's all. That's all I want from him. That's all really Jets fans want from him. So and, now um, let's go and uh, let's talk some Cowboys. But first, first I believe Justin has a uh, yeah. message from our friends over at PointsBet with this insane promo. I do. And look, before I even read this promo, read, I'm going to be completely honest with everybody in chat right now. I already signed up for this promo before we got the code for it because it was such a good deal that I had to do it. I'm not joking. I would not. I would not sell a promo like this if I wasn't I'm getting my Jeremy Rucker jersey shipped to me hopefully in a couple days okay I signed up for this promo you should too and let me tell you about it because it is an amazing deal Jets fans points bet sportsbook is running a new betting promo that you won't want to miss I'm, I'm telling you you don't want to miss it until the end of this week new users can sign up and place a $50 bet to get a $150 jersey credit from fanatics.com even if that first bet loses you'll still be able to get yourself a new Jets jersey to kick off the season and, you know, imagine how much our jerseys normally get $150 jersey credit and you're placing a $50 bet. Why would you not do that deal? To claim this offer, go to bit.ly slash JP Jersey. The link is in the description or you could buy or you can scan the QR code that is on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube right now, uh, sign up for points bet through our link to make sure you receive your jersey credit and you definitely help us out as well, which is much appreciated. That's bit.ly forward slash JP Jersey. Again, links in the description. QR code is on the screen. Remember, this offer is only available until the end of the week. So we are not going to be running this next week. You have to sign up now. Offer available to new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in valid gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. Mike. Let's talk some Cowboys. Let's talk some Dallas Cowboys who, I mean, that was an ass kick and they put on the New York Giants. They will try to make it 2-0 and against New York teams early on and to kind of get in the mind of what the Cowboys are thinking, what the Cowboys fan base is thinking, how confident they may feel. And now that it is the Zach Wilson show and not the Aaron Rodgers parade, we are joined by a good friend of mine and our master of everything over at the Landry Hat, our Dallas Cowboys sister site. Jerry Trotta, welcome to the show, Jerry. How are we feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Big, big one over the Giants. Uh, got the Jets coming up on Sunday. So now the big question that at least I'm worried about just as a Jets fan, as someone who covers the Jets, is I'm watching that Sunday night game, 
And I'm looking not only at Micah Parsons, just make Evan Neal look like a guy who works at Best Buy. I mean, that was embarrassing what happened to Evan Neal. But Odigi Zua, I believe uh, Dorrance Armstrong got a couple snacks. I mean, it was just wave after wave of guys. And Daniel Jones was just getting brutalized back there. And, of course, what was the big worry with the Jets that popped up during the whole Aaron Rodgers thing was the offensive line. Can it hold up? So what are you expecting right now from this Cowboys front seven? How are the Jets going to handle them? Uh, I'm expecting a lot. I actually might think Dan Quinn might just rush four and let try, try to let Zach Wilson beat him because, as we saw on Monday night, Zach Wilson struggles to throw from the pocket. He struggles going through his reads. He struggles seeing the field. He threw that interception right to Matt Milano. So I think this might be more of like a secondary um, emphasize game for the Cowboys, but I mean, Dan Quinn is as good as they come. We saw him utilize Parsons as a uh, stand up rusher inside that allowed uh, for one of uh, Osa Digizua's, uh, one of his two sacks. So um, I, I expect him to get pressure on Wilson for sure against that jet offensive line, but they, he might scale back a little bit. And they got some pieces in that secondary too. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore, it's one of the best cornerback duos in the NFL. Maybe not the best. The Jets might have something to say about that, but it is definitely one of the I mean, best. Looking at week one, I mean, DJ Reed had some had some question mark moments again. I, I think DJ Reed played a really good game. I thought Sauce was a lot worse than DJ Reed in that game. I thought it was honestly, you could argue that was the worst game that Sauce Gardner's played in the NFL, which that's saying a lot. He only gave up like 60 yards, but still think he, he had a rough game. Either way, Jerry, there's a lot of pieces on this, this Cowboys defense. Who is somebody that Jets fans might not know a ton about that could make a big impact on Sunday? Uh, I would point to uh, Wanye Thomas. Uh, he set the tone on that first drive, uh, came up with some big stops against the run, had a pass breakup on third down. Um, he obviously blocked the field goal that led to the opening score, which completely changed the entire game. And uh, linebacker Marquise Bell, I believe he led the Cowboys with eight tackles uh, against the Giants. Uh, he's converted from safety. He's kind of filling the role DeMarvian Overstrom was supposed to fill before he tore his ACL in preseason. But yeah, those are definitely two two low profile guys who otherwise don't stand out on this defense that I would that Jets men's might not know about. I was excited to watch Dak Prescott too in that Giants game. And I came away from it like I almost it got so out of hand so quickly and he wasn't really throwing in situations that weren't garbage time. I'm like, I can't even really evaluate how Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott and this new look offense really sort of gelled together. I mean, it, I, I remember looking at just the EPA and a bunch of different other stuff like that. And of course they filter out garbage time. Do you know how many plays weren't considered garbage time that Dak Prescott had in that game? Uh, there weren't, there weren't many. And seven, seven, really. That was it. So it's like, how do you, how do you evaluate a guy on seven plays? So, and you now I, the Giants have a good defense, but I don't think I'm really making a hot take here saying I think the Jets, you know, top to bottom, probably have a better one. I mean, Josh Allen, we all think Josh Allen's a pretty good quarterback, and they made his life hell. And part of that, part of that's the pass rush, part of that's the corner duo. And I'm excited to watch and go play, go play Dallas right now. So, but most more specifically, I'm worried about. I'm worried about CeeDee Lamb because I feel like stylistically him and Stefan Diggs are kind of similar. And I don't know if maybe it's, I don't know if it's just like a Darrell Revis can't cover Stevie Johnson kind of thing. And Sauce Gardner might have that with Diggs, but something about that quick shifty style of receiver on the outside. Sauce has a little bit more trouble than that within like a Jamar Chase. We completely took Jamar Chase out of the game. So 
is Mike McCarthy. How do you feel like C.D. Lamb's going to perform, especially against the defense that is not going to blitz a lot and just kind of trust D.J. Reed and Sauce Gardner, whoever's on him, to try to shut him down? Uh, I expect a good game from C.D. Lamb. Obviously, nothing will come easy against the Jets' defense, and we didn't really see much of C.D. in the first game. I think he had 79 yards, but 50 of those came on a catch and run up the sideline. It was a kind of a busted coverage. Um, but, yeah, I, I expect uh, I expect uh, Mike McCarthy to get creative, uh, line him up in the slot out wide. C.D. Lamb can make, make magic happen at both positions. And, uh, yeah, I think – yeah, CeeDee Lamb will probably have to have a big game for the Cowboys to do anything against this Jets defense. I think that the matchup of the game, the one that I'm going to be paying the most attention to, what I'm focusing on, is going to be the Jets defensive line against the Cowboys offensive line. Because if the Jets are going to have any success in this game, and honestly now this season, it's going to be predicated on their defensive line. It's going to be predicated on getting pass rush and getting constant pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Cowboys offensive line performed very well in week one, and that was without Tyler Smith at, at left guard as well. Uh, one, is he going to be back? Because I haven't seen any injury update on him. Because honestly, part of me is kind of hoping that the Jets are running to old friend Shuma Idoga at left guard. That would be kind of fun. Also, I feel very relatively confident going up against him. Uh, so one, is Tyler Smith going to be back? And two, what do you what are your expectations for this Cowboys offensive line against this incredibly difficult and, and deep defensive line of the Jets? Uh, so on Tyler Smith, we're still not sure. They haven't released their first practice report of the week yet. Um, I would expect he plays because he was close to suiting up against the Giants, but they might hold them out another week out of precaution. Obviously, hamstrings, you never can be too careful. But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely nervous to see how the offensive line performs. I know Tyron Smith held uh, Kayvon Thibodeau to zero pressures, but, I mean, the Jets have wave after wave of defensive linemen ascend. So I think we could, we could see them struggle a little bit, get Dak Prescott flustered, and that usually leads to mistakes. So it'll be it'll be a chess match for sure i want to get to a comment by willie vassar uh in chat who says uh we have cd michael gallup and brandon cooks who's going to account for those two and well i mean if sauce is on cd then you would think reed would be on on cooks for most of it even though cooks has got the deep threat speed that the jets probably have to worry about uh i'm looking at gallup too i mean he could probably be an x factor him and pollard are probably going to be the ones who decide really how effective this offense is going to be for the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, what are your thoughts on, on Gallup right now and how effective he could be, especially because he's dealt with a ton of injuries, the big breakout year that he had, which I think Kellen Moore's first year with the Cowboys. And of course, Kellen Moore is now uh, with the chargers. What are you expecting out of Gallup, especially after it didn't even look like he had wide receiver three lockdown after Jalen Tolbert was just, you know, cutting people's heads off and dominating in training camp after a rough rookie year. Uh, yeah, I would like to see Gallup get more involved in the offense. I think he had one, maybe two targets against the Giants. Uh, he made a great catch. Uh, he was pushed out of bounds at the point of attack. But uh, yeah, Gallup, he could definitely make make some make something happen against the Jets' secondary cornerbacks. I know the Jets are loaded at that position, but with with Sauce and DJ Reed focusing on Cooks and uh, Lamb, I think Gallup this presents a good opportunity for Gallup to show that he could still produce as a wide receiver three which is sad because he used to be a pretty reliable wide receiver too in 2019 and then injuries happen. And uh, yeah, I, I would love to see Gallup get more involved in the offense. 
I want to shout out Michael Carter the second too, because we haven't mentioned him yet, but he is still one of the better nickel corners in the NFL. So I, I look, the Cowboys have a really, really good wide receiver trio, but I'm pretty confident in the Jets corners. I know Sosh is, is coming off an eh game, but him, DJ Reed, and Michael Carter are going to give any cornerback trio in the NFL uh, a run for their money. So I just I wanted to shout him out. Mike, you didn't mention Michael Carter, and I wanted, I wanted to get that out there. Otherwise, Jets fans will be on our asses about that. So I, <laughs> it's, I, always, it's tough for him, too, because he's got to not only be a good nickel corner, but he's got to be the best guy in his own team with the same name. I know. He's got in his own draft class as well. <laughs> I think they were back-to-back picks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were fourth and fifth rounds. Yeah, Carolina so. Duke too. I mean, it's, yep, the rivals. It's, <laughs> it's real evil twin stuff going on here. <laughs> exactly. I, I feel like I, I want to get your your thoughts on what the vibe is with Cowboys fans, like how they're looking at this game. Because I imagine before the Aaron Rodgers injury, it was seen as oh, this is going to be a very difficult game. The Jets have a, a very talented roster, and Aaron Rodgers obviously is a very talented quarterback. But now that Rodgers is out, and you got Zach Wilson. What's the thought process? I think the Jets open as like nine and a half point underdogs or something. Are Cowboys fans kind of looking at this as as an easy win? Are they looking at this as a potential trap game? What is what is the thought process? I would say they view it as a potential trap game, uh, especially with how that Jets defense performed against Josh Allen. Uh, I would expect Mike McCarthy to urge Dak Prescott to play conservative. I think Mike McCarthy will have a conservative game plan as to not hand the Jets opportunities to win the game obviously josh what do you have four turnovers on monday night three yeah. picks in the fumble and i yeah. believe he had yeah. one that would have been a pick from cj mosley and he just dropped it he, dropped he it also had yeah. a fumble he had the fumble too that dj reed scooped that was called back because of uh, uh forward progress so he was turning over all over the place yeah and with all that the game still went to overtime and it took a miracle that punt, that on that punt return well, zach wilson stinks give us a break here for a second yeah <laughs> <laughs> No comment. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think um, I think Cowboys fans view it as a trap game, especially with how the Jets defense performed. Aaron Rodgers has obviously stuck a dagger in our hearts one too many times over the years. And as long as the offense avoids mistakes, I feel as though the Cowboys should walk out with the win. But that, that Jet defense is terrifying. I'm I'm looking at the offense too, and part of what stood out to me with Kellen Moore, who obviously part of the reason he got fired, Mike McCarthy even said so, is they wanted to be a little bit more conservative and run the ball, which I do not agree with 100%, and I think the Chargers are really going to benefit from Kellen Moore once he finally gets his, his legs under him. But one thing I did like that he did last year was that Dalton Schultz became a really high-end receiving tight end, which kind of stunned me because I remember at Stanford, I know they have that old-school, archaic, 1920s Newt Rockney offense that they run over there. They did with David Shaw before he got fired, but he was all a blocking tight end. He was, I think he had like 20 catches his last year. And then he goes into Kellen Moore and he's catching 70 balls. I mean, there was a huge transformation. Uh, I thought they were going to address tight end in the draft after he left to the Texans. They really didn't. They have a lot of confidence. It looks like in Jake Ferguson, who again, comes from a good blocking scheme. He's a Wisconsin guy. So they're going to run block a ton and, we again part of it too was we didn't really get to see him featured as heavily in the passing game as maybe I thought because the game was over so quickly and they didn't need to. But if I'm just looking at this offense and I'm looking at at Ferguson, am I crazy to think that maybe obviously Lamb's gonna be targeted the most out of anybody because he's CD Lamb? I feel like they might go after Ferguson number two, especially because despite Quincy Williams having an amazing game, I feel like the linebackers might be the worst collective unit right now in the Jets defense. 
Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Ferguson actually, I think he drew seven targets in week one against the Giants. He had two drops, uh, and he finished as, I think, pro football focuses, uh, number one uh, rated blocking tight end for the week. But yeah, Dak Prescott definitely loves his tight ends. Obviously, Ferguson is not Dalton Schultz as a pass catcher or threat. But um, yeah, I would ex- I would expect Ferguson to get similar volume this week against the Jets for sure. Because seven targets, I think Prescott threw the ball 29 times against the Giants. That's almost a quarter of the target share. And I, ex- I expect similar things this week for sure. Yeah, Mike, I don't know if you have any any other thoughts you want to add, but I'm about ready to get Jerry's prediction for the game. I'm about ready to get his prediction too. So, let, <laughs> Jerry, let's see what he's got. Put you on the spot here, right? right. Both, teams, both teams want to know. Both teams had had wins in Week One in very different ways, uh, and also I'd say both teams have a very different mindset now after what happened in Week One. What is your prediction for Week Two? Who do you think wins? What happens? What's the score? Give us everything. All right, I got a 17-10 Cowboys win. Very low scoring. Um, I think Dak Prescott will throw for two touchdowns after not throwing for a touchdown in week one. And um, I have the Cowboys defense holding Zach Wilson in check. I'm sorry, guys, but he's nothing comparable to Aaron Rodgers. And he he struggled against he struggled against the Bills, and I think the Cowboys have a better defense than the Bills. So I'm going with the 17-10 Cowboys win. I, I love how you hesitated when you went, he struggled against... And then he had to go through the Rolodex of teams he struggled against because it was everybody. Yeah, he struggled. Not to, not to pour on the Zach Wilson hate, but any chance Trey Lance could be had for like a fourth or something? Maybe, you know, Cowboys cut their losses, send it to Jeff for a fourth round pick. Maybe that'd be pretty funny. Zach Wilson um, and Trey Lance in the same room. That would that would be that would be something. I'm I'm not opposed to it. Keep Cooper Rush as the backup in Dallas. <laughs> Why not? Well, maybe, maybe we'll give him a third, you know, make it worth their while. They swap a third and a fourth. That could work. All right, Mike, what is your prediction? I, I want to hear what you got. I'm going to go Cowboys 20, Jets 13. Uh, I think that Zach Wilson just got a really rotten draw in his first game. Like if he was – like if you look at the end of the season, the Jets have some of the quote-unquote easier games, Houston, Atlanta, Washington, defenses that I think could be a little bit exploitable. If that was his first game and he could kind of work through the kinks and, all right, there might be some problems, maybe gets his feet under him, new system, new terminology – some new players he's throwing to, Lazard, Cobb, Hardman, even though he didn't play that last game, which was really weird. Uh, he has to go to Dallas, not injury. He's got to go to Dallas. There's going to be 100,000 people in that stadium. It's going to be rocking. The first time Micah Parsons gets into the backfield, that thing's going to erupt. That's an incredibly difficult environment for anybody to go in, for Aaron Rodgers to go into, let alone Zach Wilson. Uh, I think he'll make one or two throws. I feel like just – it. Dan Quinn, I think, is going to be very aggressive. And he's going he's to blitz four. I think he might get a little creative because he knows that once you heat Zach Wilson up, he just panics and freaks out. Maybe there's a couple busts every now and again, busts and cut, and he gets like one or two big plays. We've seen that even in the bad Zach Wilson games. There's just one or two little holes he finds, and he's got the arm. No one ever doubts the arm. He rips it down the field, but I can't see him, number one, beating this defense consistently for 60 minutes. And then even if they do, that Jets defense simultaneously keeping a pretty stacked offense in check that long. So I think they'll play well. I just think the Cowboys are a better team. And even with Aaron Rodgers, I thought they were a comparable team. So with Aaron Rodgers out, makes it even harder. 
Yeah, that that sounds about right. Uh, I can't. I, honestly, I was kind of thinking like the exact the exact same final score you had. Really quick, some Cowboys news for me in Rappaport, or I guess just the Cowboys announced that Brandon Cooks did not practice today with a knee injury. So Ooh, that's okay. something to monitor. Jerry, you're gonna have to get on that in a sec. But well, if Jalen Tolbert is that dude, if he's that dude, yeah, yeah Jalen Tolbert special teams week one. There you go. I honestly, Earl, like when we were talking about after the Corey Davis retirement, we were talking about guys the Jets could trade for. I threw out Michael Gallup only because I think the Cowboys are very high on Jalen Tolbert and maybe they'd want to give him some more snaps. Maybe he'll get that opportunity anyway now. Um, and that 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 could change the game. If Brandon Cooks isn't playing, that is a pretty significant loss. That being well, said, whether he plays or not, I, I will still be picking the Cowboys. I'll say 24-13 final. That's that's what I'm going to do. I, I think the Jets' defense is good enough to not give up 24 points, but I think they're going to be put in a lot of bad situations. I wouldn't rule out like a Deron Bland pick six or something. Like I, I wouldn't rule out any of that from happening. Uh, I think that Zach Wilson, like you said, will show flashes because he always does. He always tends to show flashes. I don't think this will be like the, the game against the Patriots last year against the Jaguars where he can't complete a pass. I think he'll have some moments of, of, of clarity where you're like, oh, Maybe we got something here. And I think the Jets offense is good enough with even without him. Uh, we'll with you know Brees Hall, with Garrett Wilson, that they'll be able to move the ball a little bit. I just don't know if they'll be able to punch it into the end zone more than once. I think Brees Hall maybe breaks one, they get a touchdown, uh, and then the rest is just Greg's Erline field goals. And then the 24 points from the Cowboys comes from the Jets defense just being put in bad situations and being on the field a ton. Uh, so that's that's kind of my thought process on it. That's that's my expectation. Hopefully we're wrong, Mike. Hopefully all three of us are wrong. I mean, I know you disagree, Jerry, but hopefully <laughs> I'm hoping that we're wrong and that somehow the Jets can steal a win in Dallas with Zach Wilson, at quarterback. But I can't say my expectations are sky high. Yeah, um, I will say that if there's one way to attack the Cowboys defense, it's, it is with Brees Hall, Michael Carter and Dalvin Cook. I know, Justin, you're not the biggest fan of Dalvin Cook, but uh, we saw in the first drive against the Giants that uh, they had some success running the ball, even with like Daniel Jones uh, having some design runs. And then you just don't want to have to pass against the Cowboys defense because then that's when Dan Quinn just he just he just brings the house, and that's yeah, that's when the quarterbacks get into trouble for sure. And, and that's encouraging to hear too because the Jets they found their most success easily against the Bills when they were running those two three tight end sets with Jeremy Ruckett on the field with CJ Uzama on the field. They were getting a lot of push, specifically running on the right behind the right side of that offensive line with Makai Becton in there, Elijah Barrett Tucker. I thought Connor McGovern had a very good game as well. Not the former Cowboys Connor McGovern, the the other Connor McGovern uh, who all, they both played in that game weirdly enough. Uh, but I, I think that you're right. If the Jets are going to win this game or at least stay competitive, it's going to be due to the success of their ground game. That's going to be the case for a lot of the year, but definitely attacking this Cowboys defense. I think that makes the most sense. And with that, we, we thank Jerry Trotta for a fantastic appearance on the Jet Press podcast. Make sure to check him out at the Landry Hat. He is constantly pumping out all kinds of great content there. Jerry, maybe if Maybe if the planets align and Zach Wilson ends up going on a Super Bowl run, we will see you again in February. Or if any other Cowboys-related trade happens, if that Cooper Rush trade happens, we'll get you on the horn. Thank you so much for joining the Jet Press, Jerry. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. Best of luck this season and on Sunday. Oh, we'll need it. Thanks, Jerry. (laughs) See you, Jerry. And with that, we are going to call time on the Jet Press Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can find us always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it may be that you get your podcasts. We are on all those sites. We're on YouTube at the Jet Press. We're on TikTok at the Jet Press. Make sure you subscribe over there. Make sure you leave a good five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts. Take us home, Justin. 
Yes, sir. And remember, reminder, that points bet promo is only valid until the end of the week. So definitely check that out. Link is in the description. We talked about it before. I'm not going to run through it again, but it is such a good deal. I heavily advise you do it. I already did it. It's a great deal. Anyway, thank you all for joining us on the show today. You can follow Mike on Twitter at by Mike Luciano. You can follow me on Twitter at Justin D. Freed. Follow Jet Press at the Jet Press. Download Jet Press Podcast wherever you get your podcast, as Mike just mentioned. Also, check us out on YouTube, TikTok. Subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. You guys know what to do. We stream live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time and live immediately following every Jets game. So we will see you guys on Sunday. Thank you all for listening to the Jet Press Podcast. I've been Justin Freed. That has been Mike Luciano. See you guys next time. Let's hope for 2-0. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.